are listening to Mary Conley, The Cause Coach, giving rise to action, creating fitness of mind and body, making the world better through running. Hello, welcome to The Cause Coach Podcast. I am your host, Mary Connolly. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 25 already. How did that happen? Um, my guest this week uh, is uh, an old friend, uh, uh, Betsy. And you know, you're gonna have to pronounce your last name again because you threw me for a loop. It wasn't how I thought it was. It, it is pronounced a little differently than it's spelled. Betsy Magato. It's a Magato. very mis That's yeah, misspelled French name a couple of times, thanks to um, what do you thanks to immigration and thanks to the armed services of the United States. Okay, well, I've I've been pronouncing it wrong for I don't know how long have we known each other? Fifteen years, maybe a really so. long time. It's okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Betsy, welcome, welcome to the Cod Cause Coach Podcast. I'm all tongue tied tonight. <laughs> uh, you're a runner, you're a marathoner, you're a coach, you're a mom, um, you're currently with Charge Running, um, and you are in uh, the Atlanta area. And of course, I'm here in Chicago, but you and I first met um, in New Jersey back many, many years ago. I've lost count of how long it must have been, but uh, we were members of North Jersey Masters Track and Field. Um, although I don't remember doing much track and field, we were out uh, running the roads. Um, and, and you were a much better runner than, than I was. So anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm really excited to reconnect with you after all these years. I'm really excited to be here and, um, chat about all the things running in life and charity. Yeah. So, and, and I'm excited because, um, the last time that you and I kind of spoke was was through the charge running app when you were you were coaching and 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 the whole reason why I I did it was because I thought it would be really cool to to try it with someone that I knew right so um, and it was a really really great experience but before we get into talking about about charge can you share just a little bit of your your background as a runner and a coach with uh, with my audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, running has truly been part of my life for a very long time. I, I started on the soccer field um, just as a wee little one and um, played soccer all through my childhood up through high school and was pretty effective at getting down the field, except my ball skills were terrible. So I would, I would kick the ball out of bounds. <laughs> I'd beat everybody down the field and then I'd kick the ball out of bounds. So that wasn't uh, the most useful, useful uh, uh, use of, of my, my leg speed. So I actually uh, ended up uh, joining track in high school and joining cross country my senior year in high school. I actually left the varsity soccer team at my parents' dismay wow. and joined the cross country team. And uh, I haven't looked back. Um, one of the best decisions that, that just felt really, really right. Um, so I've been running for a long time through a lot of different seasons of life. And um, the sport just is such a part of me that I, I can't imagine kind of living without this sport. 
It's been with me on my best days. It's been with me on my very worst days um, and all the days in between that, you know, might not stand out so much. Um, But it really defines kind of who I am, not necessarily how fast I run or anything like that, but, but truly defining myself as a runner. It is most definitely the lifestyle that I love and am so grateful for. Um, I ran, I thought about running a little bit in college, but I had played, you know, soccer, run track, and um, was ready for a bit of a break. So I had a little bit of fun in college Mm -hmm. and then came into marathoning uh, shortly after college um, when somebody told me that I couldn't. And then lo and behold, (laughs) 21 marathons, 20, 21 marathons later, um, you know, and a whole, a whole bunch of life in between, uh, I'm still going. And I truly have the goal of being the old lady in the purple track suit, (laughs) the red lipstick and the white hair, you know, (laughs) shuffling down. Like I really want to be that person. Um, so it's, you know, sticking with it for life. That's the plan. Yeah. There, there was a, a story about a woman and I don't remember how old she was, but she was the, like the oldest finisher of the New York city marathon a few years ago. And she finished the marathon and she went back to her hotel room and she died. And yeah, I mean, I, and, and I, that's who I want to be, right? <laughs> if you're going to die, like, yeah, like take it all the way to the end, right? Yeah, she was probably, you know, she probably like checked off. It was probably like her 50th state or, you know, some goal number marathon that she had gotten to. And she's like, yeah, that's good. I'm done. You know, like if we could, if we could all have the blessing of living a long and vital life where we are mobile and able to run up until the very end, I, I yeah. wish that for all of us. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I remember, um, not too long ago, I was looking at a, 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 a YMCA mailing that came to the house and, uh-huh. and, you know, all their different offerings. And of course they have a whole section for active seniors. And I remember telling my first husband, I you know, I just, for some reason I was reading this and I just said out loud, I want to be an active senior. And he just thought that was the funniest thing in the world, but you know, I think I'm just staying moving is so important. Uh, but I, I think your soccer story is funny because I was a soccer player. I played soccer in college, but I was the goalkeeper so that I wouldn't have to run. Um, I, you know, I, I loathed running when I was in school and, you know, I played all these sports and I just, I would find excuses of why I couldn't run when everything else was running. Um, of course, realizing now I probably would have much been, been much, much better at all of those sports if I had actually just taken up running first. Um, but Well, I think at some point during like team sports, they say, you know, your sport of running is our sports punishment. Yep. Yeah. And, so. and we all love it. So, and I, I of yeah. course did did find the love of running uh, eventually when, when, you know, like, you know, you said you, you were in, in college and, 
and then you're out of college and, you know, suddenly for me, it was, I was looking for like that adult sport and I, I didn't want something that was going to be enormously expensive or, or incredibly time consuming. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to be able to just walk out of my house. I didn't want to have to go yeah. somewhere. So, um, so now you're, you're with charge running. So, so tell us a little, like what, it, what is that? <laughs> Oh, charge is, so I've been running, of course, a long time. I, I joke, and maybe us older runners might, might understand this joke and our younger runners might not, but um, I think charge is the best thing to happen to running since technical fabric. <laughs> um, and if you've ever run a really long distance in a cotton t-shirt, like you, you know, like it's really cool, but charge running is this really incredible technology. It's a, it's an app. You put it on your phone and you are connected with runners all over the world. And um, there are live coaches, live, live classes um, coached by, you know, live human beings, just like me and all of my other wonderful colleagues. And we connect runners. So you log into a class, you're connected by a live leaderboard. You're connected with a group chat where you're able to really get that group run experience unlike anything. I mean, it is like second to none running with people. And we all know the connections that you're able to make with people when you're running together. Endorphins are flowing. You're just enjoying it. And it's just really a special thing. Um, so we bring that to your phone and, you know, we can meet runners at the end of their driveways all over the world. Um, we host 20 live classes a day, ranging from walking all the way to very challenging track and tempo workouts. Um, and it's level-based so that it doesn't matter how fast you are. And I think that one of the biggest worries that runners have is like, am I, I don't want to go to this group run because I think I might be last. I might <laughs> hold them back. And um, that in a live group run setting is never really an issue. We always might think that it's an issue. Um, but in charge, it's truly level-based. You run your pace and you're doing the same workout with someone who might be on their very first day of running and you know their 45th year of running. Um, so that's a really remarkable thing. Um, it truly like levels the playing field and brings people together no matter where they are no matter what their ability. Uh, so that's very special. So we have races or we have our classes and then we have races as well. We put on a lot of different races and move and learn events and special events. Um, so it's a it, just an incredible, incredible piece of technology that makes you connected. And, you know, as a mom who might have a hard time getting to a, a 6.30 p.m. track workout with our North Jersey Masters <laughs> teammates, um, you can hop into the app at your convenience and get it done on your own time and always have somebody with you to encourage you and push you. And um, you can also encourage and push other people as well. Yeah, it, it's really awesome. And from my experience with it, you know, I just love the fact that, you know, the other people were from all over the country yeah. and, and, and there were opportunities when we took, you know, water breaks or walk breaks or any, whatever it was we were doing that we could 
put selfies into the app or show people our scenery, you know, so everybody was, you know, and here I was running on the Chicago lakefront that day and I, you know, yeah. I've posted pictures of the city and, um, and, you know, people were doing the same. I just thought that was just so cool because you were all still connecting. You were all running at your own pace, like you said, but you weren't, you know, I, I know from, you know, the in-person group runs, a lot of times the group gets separated and everybody's kind of, you know, winds up running at their own pace and not actually running with other people when all is said and done, right? Yeah. So this way you get to kind of stick, stick with people. Um, so now how, how did you get involved with this? Well, I am a, I'm a RRCA certified coach. And a number of years ago, I just saw a post on that page saying, Hey, we need some coaches to do these live classes. And I thought, gosh, this is the perfect job for me because I need the flexibility. I had small, small kids in preschool and, you know, busy mom. So I could work from, you know, 10 AM to 12, 15. And that was my window. And, um, I answered, uh, an ad essentially and met the team. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. I had my very first run with our coach Casey and his silky voice. And I was hooked and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I need to do this. Um, because I was just, you know, screaming down the sidewalk during that run and <laughs> just had so much fun. And it was just that special X factor that you get, you know, with a group. Um, so I got involved as a coach and then started getting involved with a little more of what we're doing and growing and haven't looked back. And here I am, I think at least I'm on my fourth year, um, in, to uh, charge world. And we just had our fifth anniversary last spring. Um, so growing and, yeah. um, growing and changing and evolving to truly meet the needs of our subscribers and the industry as it has changed a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah. And of course we're, this is the, the, the cause coach podcast. Yeah. So I know you are now, uh, venturing into the world of, of nonprofits and, and, you know, looking to support charities and charity runners. Um, so, so how, how are you working with those groups? Well, um, this is something that we're really proud of at charge because of course, you know, it feels good to do good. Um, and through COVID, and, and this was something that we had considered prior to COVID, but through COVID, we basically used our platform to help a lot of nonprofits tell their stories and essentially raise funds and awareness for their causes. And, um, you know, imagine putting on your headphones and hearing what a nonprofit does while you're in a race situation, listening to music and encouragement, running with other people, but learning about what a nonprofit does and learning the impact that non the nonprofit is making and learning like truly um, how your participation is helping. Um, so that's something that we started to do during COVID and realized that this is something that's very, very special. Um, to be able to tell the stories of these nonprofits and bring people together from all over the world, all of these supporters all over the world 
essentially expanding the reach of a nonprofit. A lot of them are very, very small. Mm. They don't have the resources to be able to go and hire a race director and get porta potties and signage and coning and permits and all of that. So it's a really easy lift for them to also bring their communities together. Um, so in the last 12 months, we've helped nonprofits raise about three and a half million dollars. Wow. That's great. Um, because it's such a, such a special way to bring the communities together. Now, not everybody has to walk, has to run. I mean, you can come in and you can walk, you could do a 5k, you can do it. Um, just a time-based event. So we've done things from Parkinson's Foundation events to Susan G. Komen events to the World Wildlife Fund um, to, you know, some bigger nonprofits and then some very small nonprofits that you may never have heard of, you know, tiny little events bringing their communities together. So um, it's really fun. We've done some training programs and um, just really help to raise awareness. We also are able to bring our community in on it as well and bring causes to them right. that they may not have heard of. So it's really cool when our charge subscribers will pop into an event and then send us a note talking about how they're so touched by an event um, and then um, maybe get encouraged to get involved and get on that charity's mailing list and, and you know spread the word of goodness in that way. Yeah, that uh, that's really uh, wonderful. I, I'm uh, very excited that you're doing this and that you you've taken it to in this in this direction. And and you know from uh, the perspective of a fundraiser, and of course I've you know I started. I think the the first race that I ever put on was a fundraiser for uh, United Way in New Jersey, mm -hmm. uh, and we did the Teterboro Airport 5K. And you know one of the things that was always a challenge was you know, you have a thousand people there, right? And how do you get your your message to them? You know, you try to make announcements at the beginning of the race and nobody's listening. And then of course, <laughs> out on the race course, you know, you can't get to them. And then you hope they, you, you, you know, you, we, we had this great raffle so that people would stick around for the awards ceremony and we could, you know, promote our sponsors and, and, and uh, talk about what we did. Um, and, and it was always hard, you know, you're always trying to get people to stick around, but you're, you're really getting that, getting to them while they're kind of a captive audience. Truly captive audience. And you really are able to get the encouragement and the messaging to them and also where to donate. And they have in their, in their app and their completed runs, they can go back and look at the, the live chat that happened and pull up the email, pull up the pictures that happened during the live event and uh, go back and, and donate. And I have to say that um, one of our teammates is very involved in the charity space and really helped to pave the way for this type of, of program here. Um, Susan Hurley working for she owns charity teams. So really knew the charity space and saw this vehicle as a tool to really help um, expand, you know, just the, the, the reach of, of charities.
Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really fun to be able to tell a story. You know, we tell fun stories. We tell very serious stories. Um, not too long ago, I did an event with a dear friend of mine who's a colon cancer survivor. Um, it was the scope it out 5k for the colorectal <laughs> cancer Alliance. So, you know, we had 60 minutes of poop jokes. I mean, you know, we took it fun. I mean, we had a really good time, of course, you know, bringing light to a very serious subject, but hopefully we impacted someone to go and, and get themselves checked. And so oh, hopefully yeah. we're maybe helping build awareness and, and, and you know, helping people um, just learn a little bit, take care of themselves. Well, you'll have to, you have to add the, uh, I had some of my, uh, my friends from uh, Alive and Kicking, which is a, um, a Lynch syndrome, which, uh, yes. which, yeah, which is same, you know, they obviously a lot of people with Lynch syndrome um, are colon cancer survivors. Um, yeah. But I had participated a few times with them in, um, uh, I guess it's the I can't remember what the organization, like the Colorectal Cancer Alliance or something like that, but mm -hmm. they have an event called the, the Get Your Rear in Gear 5K. So it's like <laughs> a, lot, a lot of other jokes over there for that. So, you know, make it funny, make it, make it light and you remember. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the most important thing is, is people need to get get tested. Yeah. So, uh, but before, before we go off in another direction, yeah. I, I do want to know a little more about like, what, what's your cause? My cause, um, my own cause. I, I love to help, um, disabled athletes. I actually, part of our North Jersey masters history, one of our teammates, um, was, a guide for an Achilles runner in the New York city marathon. And I thought, I really want to do this. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And then five minutes later, we were transferred to Georgia and needed to kind of reestablish. <laughs> and I got involved pushing wheelchairs. And the last few years, I've been uh, involved with the Kyle Pease foundation, two brothers here who were, I believe the second push assist duo, the second duo to participate in the Kona Ironman, like the big Ironman. Wow. And there's an incredible community down here in Atlanta and beyond where um, we show up at races, we push the athletes, we raise awareness, we raise money. That is my cause. So I had the great privilege of stepping in um, last October for the October Boston to help push an athlete uh, in the Boston marathon. And it was probably the highlight of my running. Um, you know, when it's, there are a lot of years when running is about you and about your times and all of that. And then you realize how good it feels when it's not about you. Yeah. Um, it's so incredibly satisfying. So, um, that is my cause the Kyle Pease foundation here in Atlanta. Um, they race a lot of different places. They're, I think, have a, a group going to Marine Corps this year. They've had athletes in New York. Um, of course, we're going to be participating in the Peachtree Road Race on mm -hmm. the 4th of July, which is the world's biggest, the world's biggest 10K. That's um, been on my bucket list for a while. <laughs> well, come on down. I will. I, I have a place for you to stay, Mary. <laughs> Uh, it's really cool. fun. It's hot. It's hilly. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> it's a, it's a, a 6.2 mile party. 
Um, and it ends in Piedmont Park, which is like Atlanta's version of Central Park. So it's pretty, it's a pretty special event. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll definitely have to follow, follow through on that. Maybe not this yeah. year, but, but soon. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost tearing up when you talk about the, what you're doing um, with the disabled athletes and, and just what a wonderful way to give back to the sport. Uh, you know, I think as, as, as we get older and we know we want to keep running, but you know, our goals change and, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we're not as fast as we used to be. <laughs> Let's face it. Right. <laughs> so, so you're still faster than me though. I know you are. Uh, but you're kind of looking for that, you know, that added extra now, now we, you and I have both been lucky because now we're employed, you know, because we're runners um, mm -hmm. and we get to sort of run and coach as part of our job, which is just awesome. I think that's probably every runner's dream, yeah. but, but everybody though, you know, you, you want to keep running, but you, you want to figure out, you know, what is that new relationship that I want to have with running? And, and for me, I mean, some of it is, you know, my job, some of it's this podcast, um, you know, I've been kind of a serial charity runner, but so much mm -hmm. so that my network is a little uh, fatigued. <laughs> and, you know, I think, you know, people have, you know, probably blocked me so that they don't have to <laughs> see my, my, my charity running, uh, uh, you know, requests yet again. Mm -hmm. But, um, but, you know, it's it, trying to find that, that's something to do. Um, and, and doing that for, uh, disabled athletes is just awesome. I've always admired people that were Achilles guides, um, and, and doing that, but it still allows you to get out there and be on the course and, and absorb all the wonderful things that marathons have to offer. Absolutely. Um, and you know, it's so funny because it, everybody thinks like, this is the most wonderful thing, but I have to say, I get, so much from it. Yeah. And it's really special. And, you know, the, the feeling when you finish an event like that, helping someone and you see their smile as they go across the finish line and they are encouraging you. Um, there's an athlete that I, um, just, I'd love to run with, with all of them. And Bentley Grace Hicks is one of my, one of my buddies. And I ran with Bentley Grace one day, like in a, in a training run, um, down by the Chattahoochee river one day. And I asked her, I said, Bentley Grace, what does it feel like when you run? And she said, it feels like I'm on a cloud. And, you know, if you've ever, um, read Kyle and Brent Pease's book, uh, I think it's called beyond the finish really incredible because it talks about how challenging it is for the athletes in the chair as well. It is no small feat to, you know, put your body in a wheelchair for an extended period of time. You're out there in the elements in an uncomfortable position. It can be very, very challenging for them. So they are working as well and they're exhausted at the end as well. Um, but it's so fun because like, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I ran a 5k and J dude, my buddy who I was pushing, you know, was playing the best music. And then <laughs> I just, I just ran a half marathon last weekend here in Atlanta called no joke, 
the Hotlanta half marathon. It is one of my very favorite races in the whole world because it is hilly and it's hot and it's just so silly, but it, it is like the Atlanta running community really at its finest. And Sherry, our, our athlete was, was playing incredible music and just smiling and encouraging. So, um, you just, I get a lot from them and I feel like it's almost like not fair. Like, I think I might be getting more from them than I'm giving them. And I think that that's a pretty cool exchange. Yeah. Um, and to be able, just to be able to share the joy is it's really special and it's not, you don't have to be like a Herculean runner to be able to do it. You just have to be kind of a cool person Yeah. Um, and, and show up and they don't care how fast you go as long as you're happy and fun and, um, you know, don't hit the potholes, like life is good. (laughs) Well, well, you're, you're definitely a pretty cool person. Um, and I, I just think that that's just fabulous. Now, um, in terms of your favorite marathon story, would it be one of, one of those? I think so. I think so. I think I, I might have to, you know, how you have a very perfect day for your own running. And I mm-hmm. think that happened in Chicago, 2019, perfect weather, ran the fastest marathon. I think I ever will in my entire life. And it was just perfect. <laughs> and when you have energy to give it a kick at like mile 24, um, that happens not very often. I ran that year too. Um, and, and I think there was a lot of things that, that worked well, like the weather was perfect. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good, good day and it's flat and it was just, it was a perfect day. So that was a lovely day. Um, but I have to say that, that Boston with Lizzie was, um, really incredible. We had had a little bit of a challenge to get there. Her original, you know, you have to qualify, uh, to run the race. Like there's no, there's no category for push assist. And, um, there was a gentleman who had run and qualified with Lizzie and you have to be, you have to qualify as a team. Mm. And his wife was getting ready to have a baby. If you recall, like, you know, Boston was canceled and then, you know, virtual and well, it was virtual and, you know, postponed and, and she was going to have a baby any day. So he couldn't go. So Lizzie was in a pickle, like Lizzie needed a runner. And I was like, well, I'm going to Boston anyway, I'll come help. And it turns out we had to go, we got a special, special dispensation from the B from the BAA where we had to go and, um, run. They wanted us to run a marathon, but it was August in Georgia. There really aren't any. Um, so they let us go attempt a half and we were cruising along. We had some mechanical issues and ended up being able to run anyway. We had tracked really well in a 10 K and we were tracking ahead until, um, our handlebars kind of got a little bit crazy, but, um, Plus you're a, a, a several time Boston marathon qualifier and finisher. And yeah. Then, I've yeah. run Boston, I think five times and experienced it in a lot of different seasons of life. And, yeah. um, but the most incredible event during that, you know, you start off as a push assist athlete earlier before the field. So we started off before the elites. And the very, very fast men went, and there were only three female pushers in 
in Boston. Like the field, the field's not very big. That pushes this duo field. And after a while, we were like all the way to Framingham, a good chunk of the way into the race. And then the uh, bicyclist comes up and says, hey, the elites are going to start going by. We needed to just stay over to the right, you know, be cool. And the men floated by and then the women floated by. And one of the elite women reached out and touched Lizzie's arm Mm. as she, you know, as they floated by, like you couldn't even hear them. Like they're just amazing. (laughs) And then I watched them go disappear into space and that exchange right there. I like, you know, like lean over did that just happen? And it just blew my mind. It was probably, I mean, just the most incredible running moment of, of my life. And I hope Lizzie's life. And it was really cool. So um, I'm getting chills just here listening to it. It was pretty special. I don't, you know, um, what a a gift to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. Wonderful. Um, so I also have to ask you about your first marathon because I love first marathon stories. We all had to start somewhere, right? <laughs> I think everybody laughs a little bit. Well, um, someone told me I couldn't run a marathon and that <laughs> didn't work. I was the like, competitor and you said, wait a minute. Yep. I'm not a huge beer drinker, but I am a big fan of like the term hold my beer. Like uh-huh. hold my beer. I'm going to go show you how I can do this. So I went and I downloaded a Hal Higdon plan and I was young living with a, you know, a couple of roommates and just, you know, just post-college and just working and having a good time and, um, ran that very first marathon, the Columbus marathon in my hometown of Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And, um, that's a great marathon if anybody ever gets a chance to do it, I've, I've done that one three times and I would very much like to go back. Um, yeah, a lot of people from, uh, from the Chicago area, uh, that I know, yeah. like I, I hear that that's, that's one of the, one of the places that I see people going to, yeah. to do marathons that it's Indian. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, a great race. And I ran it in a cotton tie dyed t-shirt and soccer shorts. <laughs> Um, cause you know, I had no idea. I think I got a really bad sunburn, maybe didn't drink or eat anything on the course and I did all right. And, um, you know, my parents were there and very encouraging. And my dad was kind of like, wow, I think that's kind of close to a uh, Boston qualifying time. You know, maybe if you really applied yourself you could go to Boston. I'm like, where's Boston? What is that? (laughs) Um, so that was the beginning of kind of the, the, the quest to get a little faster. You know, I thought it was going to be my first and only marathon. That's funny. (laughs) Um, I think we all say that, right? (laughs) Yeah. Years and years later. I mean, I think that, that this was, uh, probably 24, 25 years ago. So, um, went back to Columbus a few times and then have moved all over and experienced a lot of different races and hope to, you know, I got three of the six majors out of the way. Um, I keep going back to doing the ones in the U S over and over again. So I need to get overseas, but yep. Cotton t-shirt and uh, soccer shorts. And I ended up, I think wearing that exact outfit and bought in my, in my first Boston as well. Oh, really? That's funny. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny looking back at, I have my first marathon 
photo, you know, my first finish yeah. line photo, which was New York 25 years ago. So that's why I'm going back this year. Uh, but to look at that photo is hysterical because, you know, I did have a, somebody got me a tech shirt, which was cool. So I had that as my base layer, but I had like this cotton long sleeve t-shirt that for whatever reason I could not discard on the course. So as I'm finishing, I have it like tied around my waist. But the other thing that I have is this humongous Sony Walkman. Yeah. Like complete with like the headphones, you know? <laughs> and it's hysterical just looking at that now, but yeah. All the tech and all of that um, is, remarkable how much it's changed and you know remember running and like driving the distance that you were planning to run just to see how far oh, it was yeah and yeah there now was you have <laughs> you know everything right on your wrist yeah um, I would always I would always go out driving around in my car to to test out yeah. routes like is that going to be a good route like are there sidewalks here is there yeah. a, a decent shoulder you know am I going to get hit by a car maybe this is you know but now it's very, very different technology, including charge running has uh, yeah. really revolutionized how we all run and look at mm -hmm. running. Um, I, I, yeah, I have one, one last question because I know I have one child, right. And, and well, <laughs> she's, she's now an adult. Um, but you know, back in the day, I, there were definitely big, huge gaps in my running because I, you know, just couldn't hold it all together with one child. And now you have multiple children. You have three or four? I have three kids. Three kids. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and I, I, I know there's a lot of moms in my audience and some dads too. Um, many of whom are trying to balance family life, you know, maybe a job like with training. You, you have a, a tip or a trick you can share? Um, I think so. I hope so. You know, I think just, I I've discovered the, the get up early, get up, get out. As long as you're out the door before their feet are on the floor, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, so kind of get up and get out. That's one. Um, when my youngest agree with you on that, sure. Yeah. When my youngest was, uh, very little. So I, I, you know, it was funny. I was very, very pregnant and registering for Boston and then like, okay, how am I going to pull this off? Um, I ended up buying a, a, a treadmill on Craigslist and ran nearly that entire training cycle with the exception of maybe one, two, possibly three runs a week outside, you know, wow. long run outside and maybe another one and everything else was inside. And I had a race the baby workout and I was like, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to put the baby down for a nap and I'm going to hop on the treadmill. I'm going to run until she's awake. Um, and then I'll put her in the bouncy seat and I'll run until she needs, you know, some attention. So I had the race, the baby workout, which I think That's was great. actually a very effective workout yeah, in yeah. hindsight. Um, and now, you know, it's a matter of fitting it in now that my kids are a little bit older, it's a matter of fitting it in wherever I can fit it. Of course, if I can get up early, I'm going to get up early, but sometimes I coach five and 6 AM, like mm. those are prime running hours. So it's yeah. like either out the door right after, or you have to figure out how to fit it in. So if I'm driving to a, a dance rehearsal, maybe it's, you know, an hour and a half long dance rehearsal. Well, 
I just won't go home and I'll run from the dance studio. Or today, this morning, you know, trying to fit, I, I believe in, in um, like progress over perfection because like with three kids, there is no perfection. Yeah, like, oh no. <laughs> there is nothing. There's nothing perfect. So it's like, okay, how am I really going to fit this in? Um, so, you know, I, I got out the door this morning and before I even walked back into the house, I do like a little bit of driveway strength work. So I'll like do some push-ups in the driveway and some single leg deadlifts and maybe a little bit of planking. And it was funny because I was actually listening to the end of a, a charge class while I was doing that today <laughs> and, you know, just trying to get in what I can get in when I can. And I think, you know, consistency is more important than perfection. So it's yep. just like, try to fit it in being okay with having to mix it up a little bit, not getting too hung up on perfection. And, um, so I don't know that that's really a trick. Yeah, no, I think it's, but, I think it's great. And, and, you know, what you said about just trying to work, it, you know, work it out. I remember there were times when my daughter would have some sort of a game. So I'd run mm -hmm. around the field or run, you know, yeah. uh, you know, or I remember one time I dropped her off at a birthday party and just left my car there and went for a run yeah. and, you know, came back an hour later. So you, you, you figure it out. It, I think it does get a little bit easier as the kids are older and kind of doing their own activities because then you can, you know, schedule your runs around there. You can plan it. And I really yeah. do believe in planning it. Like my runs go on my calendar. Yep. Um, you can do it automatically through the charge app. So like I sign up for my runs and they automatically like boop, 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 go right on the calendar. So then, you know, if you have a Calendly link for your job or something and you send it out, nobody's going to book a time during that run. There you go. And also, you know, my husband knows when I'm planning to run, <laughs> which is kind of important, you know, very important. Um, yeah. You have some yeah. backup there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's just, you know, fit it in and be consistent and, and, uh, you know, you can make the time most days if you want to bad enough, mm -hmm. you know, the laundry might pile up a little bit. Um, but there are some efficiencies I think that we can all kind of build in. Yeah. Um, but having a, having a group that draws you to it that you don't want to miss out on is very helpful as well. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I remember those 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 Tuesday night workouts uh, uh, yeah. at the at the BF track there for uh, that was that was always my you know it, it I look forward to it and and it you know it 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 kept me going and the same thing out here having people uh, you know to run with is is really important. Yeah. Um, and you know a lot of the things you said you know I, I asked you kind of about you know, because of busy parents, but I think everything that you said was, is just good for busy people. You know, I think, um, no matter what we're doing, um, I think probably people's like biggest excuses for not being out there, not working out. It's like, Oh, I don't have the time. It's like, well, nobody, like we all have the same 24 hours, yes. you know? And yes, there are definitely times when we're busier than others and we need to take a step back and not, beat ourselves up because we missed a run or whatever. But, um, right. I think there, there is always time, 
you know, like there's, you know, you have to think like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm staying up watching TV until 11. Hmm, I wonder what would happen if I went to bed at nine, you know, like, uh, you know, and, and, and as soon as you get used to that, that shift, you know, suddenly, you know, getting up at six is not that big of a deal. And because you worked out so early in the morning, well, you're pretty much ready for bed by nine or 10 o'clock at night too. Yeah. So, and you forget that you've run sometimes and you're like, Oh, do I need to go for a run? Wait a minute. No, I already oh, no, did I that did today. It it's yeah, over. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. It's, so, um, sorry. No, no. You were well, my whole, my whole, you know, I, I coach athletes privately as well. And I've got a nice, um, a sweet training group here, um, where there's a, there's a women's half marathon in October that, um, I lead a training group through. And, um, my whole mantra with coaching in general is really just consistency over time. So it just takes the pressure off of perfection. Yeah. Just keep showing up. Some days it's going to work. Some days it's not just don't quit. Keep going, keep trying, keep going. And then, you know, you look back and 3000 miles later, (laughs) you've, you've got a pretty good base. (laughs) Yeah. So, so this is, this has been wonderful. I've, I've really, I I enjoyed learning about, about more about charge and everything that you're doing um, with nonprofits. Um, I look forward to hopefully working with you uh, soon. Um, Uh, and, and I just, I, I love talking to you about running. I mean, it is obviously it's my favorite subject and and yours as well. Mine too. We can go forever. (laughs) So, um, how can my audience connect with you and with charge? Well, you can find charge chargerunning.com. And then Mary, what I'll do is I'll send a link to you. If you could put it in the show notes that can, people could, um, you know, click and, and enjoy a free trial to the charge right. running app because I'm a big fan of trying things before, yep. you know, just to see how you like it. Um, I really do encourage you to join in. Um, so chargerunning.com on social at charge running, they, they've got a great Instagram. It's really fun, always good stories. And we're bringing all sorts of fun events, themed runs, educational runs, inspirational runs, and then like, you know, great walks and things like that. So at charge running, and then you can find me at strong run coach, strong run coach. And it was so funny because I came up with that handle, not about being a strong runner physically, but kind of being a strong runner emotionally and Mm -hmm. mentally. Um, that's where I believe in finding your strong, um, so I'm at strong run coach, but, you know, I'd love to have y'all come and, and join in. Um, we can do some fun, some fun stuff. We have a good time together. Yeah. All right. That's what well, it's all about moving forward. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing more of you on, uh, like on, on charge and, uh, and, and working with you, but thank you so much for coming on today. It was, uh, really, really great. Um, I'm so excited to reconnect with you and I'll reconnect with you in real life in New York. Yes. Yes. We're both going to be in New York in November. And it's so I'm funny. Really I look really forward really to- yeah. It was a, it's a fun excuse to go back and see all the, the North Jersey folks and, yeah. uh, you know, get back to, it, it'll be interesting with a little bit of perspective after being away for a little while, what yeah, that's like. Always. So 
Yeah. All right. Mary, thank well, you. Thank you. Have a, have a good uh, rest of your week. <laughs> thank you. You too. Charge on. <laughs> mm -hmm.